Hey everybody, welcome to episode 8. Is it episode 8? Yep. Yeah. Wow, we're almost at 10. That's going to be fun. Of Coffee at FCG and we're so glad you're with us today. We have really enjoyed making these. We're having a lot of fun. We hope that you're having a lot of fun listening. So we're going to pick up on our conversation about the importance of the word, what it means to all of us, and how to apply it in your life. Such a good topic. So we all have our boring black coffees from home today. So we thought it'd be (laughs) funny to say your most ideal coffee order. Mm -hmm. Like if we were anywhere in the world right now, where would it be and what would it be? Oh, I like wow. Lisa acted surprised, even though we had just <laughs> talked about that seconds question. ago. Well, because I was thinking <laughs> about like my, one of my favorite cups of coffee I ever had, but hmm, that's in fine. the world. Why don't you tell us about it? Tell us about it. Okay, well, this is your ideal cup. Tell us. Okay, I don't. I I have a lot, but there is one that I got when we were in Colorado. I don't mm-hmm. remember where we were. But we were in this little breakfast spot and I ordered a lavender latte because I do like lavender. Mm-hmm. And they had like a little sprig of like fresh lavender on top mm-hmm. and they had all this like frothy milk and it was so good. I remember that. And it was just in the big warm mug and I was like, oh, this is perfect. That's nice. I do remember that. Yeah. I just like the extra. I like anything that has like fresh herbs or I, anything. I don't remember where I had this. But this is one I've I've gone after this cup of coffee several times to no avail. But we were somewhere outside of the North Carolina area where we live. We were somewhere and somebody handed me a coffee and they said, I think you'll like this. You should drink it. And I said, what is it? And they said, the flavor is peanut butter and jelly. And that sounded so weird to me. Mm. I took a sip. It tasted nothing like peanut butter and jelly, but it was like the best cup of coffee I've Mm. ever had. Hmm. And I've had, I've seen people say they have a flavor of like peanut butter or whatever in coffee. And I've tried that a few times. It's not like what I had that day. Don't know where I was. Don't know what kind of brand it was, but it was handed to me. Was it a dream? No, it was yeah, real. Yeah, I think, I don't remember It that. was real. And it was <laughs> so Were we in Colorado? Good. I don't remember. Was, oh, was it, it Dutch that, Brothers? No. Was the oh. person that handed you that, did he look like uh, maybe the Twix rabbit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was like, Twix Here, rabbit? You mean the Trix rabbit? Trix rabbit. <laughs> no, yeah. it was only Twix. <laughs> Trix rabbit. <laughs> Twix is the other candy, Twix. not the cereal. He was Trix. a wascally rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Twix. coffee. Wascally mm. rabbit is Bugs Bunny. The Trix rabbit is the silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. Okay. And Twix is a... A chocolate candy bar. Chocolate cookie covered. It's a chocolate covered cookie. If you look at Twix, it says... With caramel. It says cookie. It says chocolate covered cookie. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I know my candies. Yeah. All right. My favorite cup of coffee that I've ever had was at the Dripolator, which is yep, in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Mm. And it's called a Cubano, which oh, I had yeah. never had before. But it was the best cup of coffee I ever had. It was so good that I spent $20 on a mug <laughs> from that coffee shop. I like the mug too. It's that diner mug, you know, the big one. I like those. Thick. Yeah, thick. Um, but I got that because I really was excited that day. It was actually the day that I bought Brittany's engagement ring. Aww. Which has nothing to do with it. It doesn't change the cost of the co- or the taste of the coffee. It wasn't just purely emotional. It was good. Emotional And I've tried to, I've like BJ, I've tried to, Get that out of other places and, and make it. It's not the same. It's not the same. Hmm. Um, I can't. 
can't think of anything other than I really loved when Not Just Coffee had their um, cookie. What was it? Cookie something. Cookie something latte. Oh, I don't know if I ever had that one. Okay, well, I'm wondering if I dreamed it because I did ask them about it and they looked at me like, wow, you are the dumbest human that we would have a cookie batter latte I think here. we were there when you asked them. Yeah. And they were like, no, <laughs> we've like, never, never had, had that. anything like that. Well, they used to it have one with a something. lot of spice in no, it. No, it was, it was my fave. Oh, I love that. No, spice. it's sugar yeah. cookie. Mm. Oh, sugar I'm cookie. telling you, they had it. Sugar cookie latte. Okay. And... It was so good, and I don't even drink lattes I a lot. I do remember that now. Thank you. Yes, I remember. But man, when I asked them, they were like, wow, you are dumb. Starbucks well, Where it's not Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we've been going to Not Just Coffee for a long time, so those baristas are so young, yeah. they probably don't remember. No, I'm like, y'all just haven't <laughs> they been weren't around, even around as long as what we What did you call them? Burstas? The baristas. baristas. Barista. I think we have this on record. I think she said barista. The barista. (laughs) That's a southern way of saying barista. Also, this is like the, this is our eighth episode. This is the eighth week in a row we've just thrown out brands. (laughs) We are going to continue. zero sponsors and we hope, I don't know if they can. We're going to keep doing it and we're not going to get shut down. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) We have tricks, twigs, not just coffee. Our Instagram is just going to be the cat hanging on like. Hang in there. We'll Will, be back. Will has the cereal on his mind because this is a hilarious story. It's funny to me, at least. Tell it, girl. And on Wednesday, we did a lightning round, which if those of you out there don't know what a lightning round is, you're supposed to just answer the question quickly. Mm-hmm. And we, Will said, this is so random, but you're a cereal fighter. So like if you what no I'm sorry you're not saying <laughs> right. Right. oh wow I said you have to pick a serial mascot to be a fighter for you mm. in a street fight okay who would you pick Captain Crunch everybody said Tony the Tiger yeah. oh Captain no. Crunch Captain was Crunch mentioned. is the one I said the Lucky Charms guy mm. because he's magical he could turn you into a frog <laughs> oh. and then just flick you away <laughs> or whatever you know he's he's mischievous I don't know what he's up to but um, anyways the funny part. Was that one of the girls, I won't say which one it is because I know it would embarrass her, <laughs> but she said skip and just like looked really weird. And I was like, okay, fine, skip. And then she came back. Also, my mic is actually falling. It's falling. Down. Falling. <laughs> <laughs> it's falling. Um, but she said skip. Well, turns out she was listening to everyone. She thought Will had asked for us to name... A serial killer. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Serial killer. <laughs> like, which serial killer would we... But does she not catch on like when Will said Lucky Charms, dude? When she's like, somebody yeah. used Lucky Charms to kill she people? just thought everybody like knew these people like by their no. nicknames. Oh. Yeah. The Lucky Charm killer. Yeah. I was like, girlfriend, Ew. that is so morbid that Will would yeah. ask you to pick your serial killer in a fight. You know what? Maybe Count Chocula. That's what I was thinking. That would be a good one. I was thinking about the cuckoo. For the Cocoa Puffs? Cu- yeah. He's crazy. No, the cuckoo Chris. Somebody's like, nuts. Like, I would want him He's to fight. He's crazy. He is crazy. Somebody did say the werewolf. rabbit because he'd be oh. like, boom, 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 like just yeah. going nuts. I like that. <laughs> that was good, kind of a funny one until yeah. somebody question. thought that Will wanted us to Tony be the serial killers. Tony the is just all muscle. Yeah. 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 Not very quick. I get that. Yeah. Anyway, let us know. Yeah. You know, what's your. Favorite coffee, but also who would you pick in a in a? I'm gonna pick kicks, cereal mascot street fight. Kicks, crunchy little cone balls. Mm-hmm. Well, 
That no wouldn't have a mascot. Kix didn't have a mascot. It's corn. I really like <laughs> corn. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're in the second part. Oops, berries. We're in the second part of a series about the importance of the Word of God, the foundation of the Word of God. And just to give a quick, quick overview of, um, I think maybe what was a great point last weekend, it's because of a point Jesus made. That the word of God is, and we're back. Uh, Lisa was dying, <laughs> choking on her coffee. <laughs> I had to make sure Terrible. she was okay. This is coming back from a rare edit. Yeah. We don't do yeah. many edits. Not many edits here. We like to keep it well, raw, I'm not sure, fresh. Not sure what, what what was the last thing said before the edit, but here's what I want to <laughs> say: is Jesus told us how important the word was. He said that uh, it's like seeds, and when you plant the seed in good ground, you'll get a good harvest. But like seed, the word can be choked out of your life. It could be taken by the cares of the world. It can be stolen by the birds of the air, demons, attacks of the enemy. Uh, it could simply wither because you don't have a foundation or understanding of the word. But when the word falls on good ground, it gets what it needs, it produces in your life. Um, it's not just a book sitting on your shelf that you should revere, that you could use, like Will said last week, to as a weapon to stab the <laughs> devil in the dark or whatever. Um, the Bible is important, but it's just pages and ink and, and a cover unless you put it in your heart. A bag of seeds on a shelf does no good. You got to put those seeds in the ground and you get fruit. You get vegetables. You get something that people can get nourishment from. That's the same with the word. You have to apply it to your life. You have to put it in your life. And that's where we, uh, that's where we left off last week, just talking about yeah. how we have, the four of us in different ways, applied the word to our life, gone back to it at times where it's carried us through, it's been the foundation we've built our lives on um, and uh, how that's a bit missing piece in a lot of people's lives, a lot of mm -hmm. believers' lives. Well, and you you were talking about the bag of seed and just talking, you know, what all it could do. And I immediately thought just like that's wasted potential. But the awesome thing is, is that you could go... 20 years without hearing this, that you need the word as your foundation and you get a hold of it and the Lord's going to make up all of that time because nothing is wasted. Come on. But it's just so good. It is so good. But the other side is like, or you could have spent that, you know, you could be spending 20 years, listen to it today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you hadn't heard this before, don't wait another 20 years for yeah. someone else to say it, you know? Um, so that's just, it's two really encouraging things, but like, you know, you may think like, I've just got this, I've got this potential, I've got this thing, I've this dream that's been wasted and, and, you know, whatever you might think of yourself as that bag of seed on the counter. But really like what we're talking about is the word is living. It is true. There are promises in here on every single page and it's almost it's almost impossible to read it and not see how good the Lord is yet. Some people do, you know, but, um, yeah, man, take this and, and put it in and start using it today and you'll be so happy with the fruit you produce. And this, that also reminded me of Matthew seven, the tree and its fruit. Beware. G Jesus is saying this, uh, beware of the false prophets who come disguised, uh, as, as sheep, but really as vicious wolves, you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Um, and then he, in verse 17, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. So, I mean, going back to the, the planning and the farming analogy, like 
I mean, would you want to eat bad fruit? No, you don't. You want to eat ripe, fresh, fresh produce, fresh fruit. And if you have that word on the inside of you, there's honestly, it it's just going to flow out of you so easy. You'll be able to walk into a room and people will look at you and be like, man, there's something I want what you have, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not just it's not just because you are a Christian. It's not just because you go to church on Sundays. It's not it's because you are a you're in relationship with the Lord. You're yeah. talking to the Lord every day. You're in constant communication. You're reading that living word and you're a disciple instead of just a, you know, a convert or something like that, I guess. And you know, I like was just thinking about how um, grateful I am that I learned that the word transforms your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's not just a good book for us to read. It's not just something that was left behind so that we know God died for us and rose again. Like it actually is meant to like, even, you know, I, I've said this um, in us talking, I'm, I'm not sure if I said on here, but I've been reading through Genesis, like really slow, I'll read it and then I'll read it again. And I normally just do, I mean, maybe a chapter a day and then I'll read a Proverbs or something. But I am, it's almost sometimes like I'm reading it for the first time, even though I know these stories, I feel like so well. And I'm like relating so much to Abraham, right? I was about to call him Abram because where I'm at, he's still Abram, but Abraham right now. And I just think, the word is so good that even something so long ago, like I can just find mm-hmm. myself in that story. Like, yeah. and I've read, and I know the story of Abraham. I, I mean, I went to Sunday school, you know, I know all these things and what God promised him, but I just have been sitting around thinking about him meditating on like how he responded and what the Lord said to him. And I'm anyways, I'm just so grateful, like of learning that it can transform your life. And I feel like it has changed my life. It's changed Mm. the way I live. It's made me like what you said on the last episode, like about 2020 and how it wasn't a bad experience. It's made me realize, I said this um, in our women's meeting, our last women's meeting that, and sometimes it is hard for me to say things like this because, but the Lord's been dealing like working on me that it's okay to not be relatable. Yeah. And I have spent a few years, I feel like, trying to be relatable in a way of if someone's telling me like their struggles or something they're going through, I don't want to diminish it by being like, oh, you know, I don't feel that way. You know, I'm not anything Mm -hmm. like, or, you know, if they're having a really hard time with their toddler and I'm just not or, or whatever it is. And I feel like I'll try to be like, yeah, I get it or something to be relatable Mm -hmm. But really, the Lord's like, it is completely okay mm-hmm. for you to say, I haven't had that experience. So yeah. that's not because I think it encourages people. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might be like, oh, well, you're so holier than thou or whatever. And that's been my fear all along. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope I can't deny the word for people. Right. And the word is what has made me this way. <laughs> you know, like the word is what has made me like, not to say, well, I never have problems. Right. I am not saying that but, at all. But your default is now the word instead right. of the problem. Exactly. My default is I absolutely do not try to like meditate on my issue mm. <laughs> because I want I that's, want to magnify the like word in my life. I am not going to magnify my issue. Right. Because the longer I do that, the longer you're going to stay in your issue. And my truly, I have made it. And I think like we talk about this a lot, but it's like a muscle. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're like, well, I can never be like that. Well, I've said this 
literally every time I've ever preached, it's like, I cannot run a 5k right now. I don't know that I can run a mile right now. And so, but if I wanted to, I absolutely could. I mean, yeah. you know, my 70 something year old stepdad runs five miles every day. If he can, I know, I, you know BJ runs five miles every day, but I'm just saying like, it's the same with the word, like where I'm at now, it's not where I was five years ago. So if yeah. you're thinking like, well, that isn't my default to just, you know, think about the word. It's okay. Like start somewhere, yeah. like make that like my, um, I have made it like the, my tried to make it my first response mm-hmm. of if something is like going wrong and I'm freaking out about it, I might have a meltdown or whatever, but then I go to the word. I'm yeah. like, but yeah. what does the word say about my situation? Right. And that doesn't necessarily change it today. Yeah. But I will sit around and sometimes I meditate on something for weeks or months until yeah. I'm like, man, that is in my heart. Yeah. I wanted to say when she was talking about uh, Sunday school, I really, I really do feel like somebody needs to hear that. Like maybe you're, maybe you're in a position uh, where you feel like you're so concerned with, with the, the, the theology and, and the memorizing scripture and you want to be able to, you know, hold that conversation and have a, have something to say about scripture. And you, you're just concerned with like the big, the big task of it. But you kind of diminish the small Sunday school stories, you know, and I, I feel like someone needed to hear that, like, don't diminish that because the Lord will use all of the scripture. Lord, the Lord will use the very first word of the very first chapter in Genesis, the very first book to tell you something. I mean, and, and if that's you, if you're like, yeah, I mean, I know all that stuff from Sunday school. I know about Noah. I know about Abraham. Go back and reread it, you know, <laughs> because you will see something that is, I mean, we're, I'm doing the same thing. Um, reading about Adam and Eve in the, in the garden and reading about all these things and just like, it, it just opens up a totally different perspective, a totally different world. Whereas before, maybe I would have been like, yeah, okay, well, I know that. I need to get to the rest of the scripture that I don't know yet so that I can have a, you know, I can have more to say. Well, and it's not like given to us to be a cute story. Right. It's get, I mean, God gives us, even in the New Testament and the Old Testament, like these right. stories for us to relate to, for us to, you know, use in our life. And yes, in the Old Testament, they are under a different covenant and we are under a new covenant. But there is still so much to like glean from mm-hmm. like their relationship with the Lord. I mean, I glean even so much from Job. I mean, there's a lot that, you know, we're like, well, that doesn't necessarily apply to like what we believe to be true in the on the other side of the cross. But God didn't just say like, oh, these are cute stories because right. like, look at what I did. It's like, I mean, I believe we can look at it. I mean, if he parted the Red Sea for them, we'll part it for me. Amen. <laughs> well, since you bring up those old stories, there's a couple we can go to that, uh, also show us the importance of the word and knowing the word. Like mm-hmm. I love what Brittany was talking about when there's an issue facing me. It's not that I don't face issues. Right. She said, uh, but instead of responding and I don't know if she said it the exact way, but what I gathered from what you were saying was when there's, an, <laughs> <laughs> when there's an issue that, that that's facing Brittany, there's a response. Every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. That's a law of nature. So when Brittany was talking about an issue facing her, she, because of the issue, is going to have to react. Mm-hmm. So what I heard you saying was instead of reacting the way the world would react, which a lot of times involves fear, anxiety, 
um, ha- making a quick decision, frustration. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you have made the word a part of your life and you mm. respond to that issue based on who you are and what your supply is yeah. in the spirit based on the word. So and, yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead. I, I was just going to say, and if you're, if you have never done that, like applied the word to your life, this is just my opinion, but I would start with like teaching yourself how to calm down first before mm. making yeah. a decision. That's good. That was my, I feel like that is people's biggest mm-hmm. like downfall sometimes is that they just, something is put in front of them they freak out and they make a decision. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's when things maybe like go downhill and Will and I have trained ourselves. And I know you guys, you know, we've learned it from y'all. So I know you do too, but it's like, if something is put in front of us, we will not make a decision out of fear or out of hurry. And so I will stop and I will say, how does like, I mean, I'm just, if I can give like a quick example, but I mean, when I was, we had planned a home birth and I was diagnosed with preeclampsia right before. That was not something we were believing for that. I feel like it was God's will for me at all. Um, I was in some fear. You know, that's the shortest part of the story I'll tell, but we were faced with a decision like, okay, we're home. I'm really far into labor, but my blood pressure is high. Do we go to the hospital? And it could have been a moment of like freaking out. Right. Mm -hmm. And my midwife was calm because she's trained to be calm, but we were calm because we were like, okay, we're just going to make the decision based off of whatever we feel like the Lord is saying. Well, how my philosophy is that I'm healed, but at that moment I wasn't experiencing healing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought the best thing I can do right now and what I'm at peace with is I will go to the hospital and get the medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I'm not going to call 911 and like get there quickly, but I'm going to stop. It took me three minutes, you know, like just stop, make Mm -hmm. a decision and see like what the Lord wants, you know, like feel what you feel like the Lord is saying in that moment. And that takes training your mind. An end result of that was healthy mama, healthy baby. Right. And you even had to drive through uh, traffic in an accident (laughs) to get to the hospital. It was like something out of a TV show. It was, that Um, was weird. So I brought this up right before that is that there's even these Old Testament or New Testament stories we can go to that we might have heard a million times that also show us the importance of the word. I'm going to bring up two things real quick as we finish up this this week. And one is, uh, let's go back to Adam and Eve. You know, we mm-hmm. all know that Adam and Eve mm-hmm. sinned. They messed up. They ate the fruit they weren't supposed to eat. But, you know, it went back to Eve not going to the word because yeah. mm-hmm. the enemy, the, the Satan, filled the, well, entered the serpent and showed the fruit to Adam and Eve. And it said that was the first time they'd realized it was good. It looked good to eat. And the serpent says, uh, hey, did God really say that if you ate this, you would die? And then Eve says something very interesting. Her response is, he said, if we touched that fruit, we would die. Mm. And then she said, then it says she took it and noticed it was good. So what we have here is Eve added to the word. She didn't go to the word. The word of God was that if you eat it, you will die. But Eve didn't go to the word. And because of that, she touched it, realized she wasn't dead and eventually ate that fruit. So that is a elementary Bible story we can go to that right then and there shows us the importance of the word. Had Eve just spoke the word, had she just responded to the serpent with the word, did God really say that if you eat this, you will die? Yeah, he did. Okay. Then what's next? Well, what if you just tried it a little bit? No, he said, if we eat it, we'll die. Don't want to do that. She would have avoided all this. Mm -hmm. But instead, 
She didn't go to the exact word of God, which well, was... And she was going on a secondhand word. And she was going on a secondhand you know? word. As far as we know, the, God spoke to Adam and said, uh, don't eat this fruit or you'll die. And then, of course, he had said it to Eve. And who knows? God walked well, with them in the garden. Possibly he yeah. said it to Eve. What we do know for a fact is that God did not say, if you touch it, you'll die. Right. He said, if you eat it, you'll die. Eve did not have a, that full comprehension for whatever reason of what the word was saying in that situation. And it led to a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. That was, uh, that's a, that's a good one. I, that's a go-to. It could have been the sp- spirit of familiarity of like, oh, it's God. He's my friend now. Yeah. You know, maybe. like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think we can get like, I think we brought it up earlier of like, sometimes you can get so, so familiar with the scripture that you don't even know what it means anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think that's what I meant by like that familiarity with it was like, Oh, we know like, Oh, no weapon formed against me will prosper. But do we actually believe it? Do we actually know that we know that when things are formed against you, that it will not prosper in your life? I think it's easy to get lax or to just get really familiar. Like, Oh yeah, I've heard that. And like you said, I know these stories. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like actual, like letting that stuff begin to, to take root in your heart. Um, I, I just was thinking about the scripture that says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You know, it's important to hear the word. It's important for you to say the word out loud, not just it's not a magic thing, but it actually begins to activate something in your heart. Faith begins to rise up. Um, and faith, faith is what we need to like face those, those storms. Faith is what we need to like, you know, that, that helps us get through things, you know, like the faith of God begins to rise up and then you have the confidence, you know, David had confidence, right? Because he had a relationship with the Lord and something rose up in his heart. And I I believe that faith rises up when we begin to speak the word and allow the word to, to penetrate our hearts, allow the word to like build that faith up in us. And, um, I think it's important, um, I, we're going to get into this, I think, probably next next time. But just talking about declaring the word and some of the some of the, I guess, not myths, but some of the things that, that we kind of maybe some people kind of default to. Right. It with with. Uh, I'm going to uh, <laughs> plug one of my favorite shows right here. Oh, yeah. And I'm probably going to do this again when we talk about it. Next <laughs> That's what week. I was thinking. But uh Lisa mentioned declaring, and it reminds me of one of my favorite episodes of The Office <laughs> of all time. A uh, little backstory, Michael, the, the boss, is going through a tough time financially, and uh, he's going bankrupt, or at least he thinks <laughs> he is. And this is how he thought that it worked. And that, that was it. <laughs> he, that, he thought that as soon as you declare that it, was it. <laughs> it started working. And, uh, you know, the word is the same way. Like you, you can't just, you can't go off of, I mean, honestly, I'll just say you can't even just go off of what your preacher is preaching at you. Right. You have to see it for yourself. You yeah. have yeah. to read it for yourself. You have to let the Lord speak to you right. himself through the word. Right. You can't just. Okay, well, like I said, like I used to do, I mustered up the the Bible and I would swing it around and be like, okay, well, I'm declaring it, I'm swinging it. It says you're <laughs> a sore and I'm cutting it down, you know. 
it doesn't work like that. You got to have it in your heart, um, deep, deep down. That's where the, the real, I mean, honestly, it's just exciting. It's fun. Um, I get encouraged and, and excited when I hear, even when we're talking about the word, because I'm just thinking like, man, I can't wait to read more and get more out of it. Mm-hmm. And thinking about the future, 10, 15 years from now, what am I going to read that I'm reading right now that I'm going to see differently or that I'm going to hear differently or that's going to help me in that moment that I'm in at that time in my life? That's exciting to me. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So we're going to talk about it. We'll, we'll get back up with you next week on Coffee at FCG. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, I guess, yeah, maybe next week we're going to jump in to talk about declaring the word. What does it mean? What is that? How does that benefit? What is it? Because like, like Will said, it ain't just shouting it out. Uh, there's a little more to it. Uh, <laughs> but man, we love you guys. And hopefully we'll see you soon in person. And uh, if not, Tune in again next if week. If not, then, you know, maybe you should come yeah. on a Sunday. Come hang out at church. <laughs> 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings, Gastonia, North Carolina. We have free Panera. Every week. Every week. Eight o'clock coffee. coffee. You know how many people don't get that luxury? It's nice. <laughs> I free Panera. When we end up at Panera, it makes it feels so weird to pay for anything there. It's true. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you don't know what we're talking about, Panera has a program that they um, donate their food they have at the end of the day because they bake everything fresh. And it's been, I don't know, 11, 12 years of the local Panera here gives us their Saturday dough nations. And uh, we get to serve it to our church folks. And then whatever's left over, which there's always leftovers, we get, well, people take it home. But even after that, we always get what's left over and take it to some local Uh, local ministries that help out homeless and and also um, sheltered women and battered women. Um, So so there's lots of folks that get blessed by free Panera on Sunday mornings from FCG. Love you guys. Come see us soon, and we will be back next week with episode nine, and we'll all say goodbye on the count of seven and a half. One, two, three, four, five, six and a half, seven, seven and a half. Adios. See ya. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us for Coffee at FCG. We are so thankful for you, and we would love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us a message, whatever you want to do, info at fcgastonia.com. If you'd like to give to our church, uh, obviously we're a, we're a church, so it's a nonprofit status. You'll get a giving statement at the end of the year. You can go to our website, fcgastonia.com. And hit the giving link right there. Um, it's a great way for you to, it's a great place for you to sow. So we would love to hear from you. Just conversation. Let us know your prayer needs. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. But uh, we are so glad you're with us and we will hear from you soon. You'll hear from us soon.